Petersfield's Shine Radio. Good morning. This is Rise and Shine. It's Noni Needs. This morning I have with me Anne Saunders, who is a Shine Radio listener. And she wrote in and wanted to share her recipe of light bites. Hello, Anne. Hello there, Noni. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you for coming on the show. That's It's fantastic because the whole idea is that we share recipes. That's how I learn to cook is nicking other people's ideas so i'm glad of course all these recipes go round and round and we all copy each other and ideas when you're out and about and in the old days when we were going on holiday yes so Anne, tell me in this time we're coming out of lockdown three and i thought it would be the perfect uh, thing your idea about light bites um eating them outside in the garden when people can come visit you so what suggestions do you have for us well a couple of ideas especially at this time of year you've got the asparagus coming in and we all know our lovely farmed early marsh up the road And one of the ways I cook them, and and you can do it the day before or on the day, um, but certainly in advance, and I'm always asked for the recipe, and I've never seen it in a recipe book. But basically, you trim your asparagus by just snapping off the woody ends, if if need be, and and, um, have a pan, a saucepan, widish saucepan, on the go on a medium heat with a tablespoon of olive oil in, and then place the asparagus, one bundle at a time, and you can just very gingerly toss them around with some tongs. And so you just char the edges, which make them look pretty, uh, and give them some flavor. And when you've done that, which will take about five minutes, very carefully, because you, you're going to put some water in now, and of course, with water and oil, it doesn't mix, does it? <laughs> no. So you'll get the steam and maybe spitting. So I have in one hand, say, an egg cup with a tablespoon or two, probably, of water. And in the other hand, I have the lid of the saucepan. So when you're happily charred those asparagus, you throw in the water and quickly, with oven gloves, put that lid on the saucepan and you'll hear it all sizzling around and then it will subdue a little bit and after about three to five minutes when you hear nothing stirring you think right I think all that water's gone you can have a peep and if you've got a glass top saucepan even better because you can keep an eye on it Um, lift the lid and hey presto you've got beautiful glistening asparagus with kind of charred bits which people say, have you put them in the oven? What have you done with them? (laughs) And it's that simple. I can do that all within about five, six minutes. That's very clever. Well, you can put them on a plate. Uh, Thank you. You can put them on a plate um, and then serve them individually because I think the individual portions is a good idea because people don't want to cross-contaminate during COVID and certainly no double dipping. Um, So... And you can just put salt and pepper on, uh, obviously flaky or crunchy salt and grindy pepper while you're cooking them or afterwards. Um, So that's one idea. And they're always terrific hits to serve with your fingers. That's fantastic, Anne, because um, I normally, when I get my asparagus from Durley Marsh, I don't Mm -hmm. get the the nice pristine bundles. I get the nice strawberry basket full of odds and sods ends. And it's a really good price as well. So It really is. And, but what I would suggest, Noni, if you're doing that, pick out when you're doing one batch of similar size ones. 
Great. Thanks for the tip, Anne. OK, what's your next one? Well, the other one we call cheesy watsits because I don't really know what to call them, but basically <laughs> they're like mini Welsh rabbits or cheese on toast. And all you do, you get six slices of white bread, not too fresh, because when you're cooking bread in the oven, it's easier for cutting if it's, say, one or two days old. So six slices of white bread and then make a mixture to put on top of the cheese and preferably something like a parmesan or a cheddar, strong cheddar, say 170 grams of of the cheese and mix it with two tablespoons of mayonnaise. And that's as easy as it is. And you make a kind of paste of that. And I add, if I've got chives in the garden, I'll add some finely chopped chives or finely sliced uh, or chopped spring onions, and maybe a little bit of cayenne pepper, uh, just to give it a little bit of a kick. And then spread that mixture. I will divide it into six, kind of just by eye, and spread each of the six onto your six pieces of bread. And then quite easily, just cut them into six. I find six, uh, eight is a little bit small. Six is probably the best. Um, You can do bigger ones with four and then place them on an oven tray and put them in an oven at about 190 degrees or I think it's gas mark five or six. You want a fairly hot oven and they will puff up beautifully and go golden. The The bread underneath will cook nicely on an oven tray and after about 10 minutes, they should be ready. But keep an eye on them because, you know, cheese can burn. And then take them out when they've cooled down a little bit. Again, you can put them on individual plates. And I tell you, six slices times uh, six, 36, they will go in a flash between six people because they're very, very Moorish. And the beauty of them, you can, if you have leftovers or you want to do them the day before, you can cook them and then just flash them up in an oven when you need them. And that sounds like heaven. Heaven. (laughs) Cheesy heaven. (laughs) Cheesy heaven. Oh, thank you very much, Anne. That's all we've got time for. Ah, well, lovely to talk to you, Naomi. And you, Anne. And Anne, do you have any more recipes for me? I do, but I think our time is up, Noni. Well, I think, I think, as a special guest, I think we should go into another segment. So I'm back with Anne Saunders, our Petersfield Shine Radio listener who wrote in and wanted to give me some cooking tips. And um, it's perfect for this season of eating in the gardens. Hello, Anne. Hello there again. So, Anne, tell me more. Tell me what other ideas you have for eating in the garden. Well, as you know... Um, April can be a bit cold. Yes, um, it can. And yep. even May at times. So it's snow even. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Like last, <laughs> thank God I didn't put my seeds out. Um, it's nice to have a soup. Um, and if it's really hot, which it could be in May, um, you can serve it cold. And one of my favourites is so easy, and you can make it in about ten to fifteen minutes. Okay, do tell. Well, pea and mint soup. Brilliant. And that is literally. Just finely chopped shallot, or if you've got half an onion in the fridge, use that with a little, say, a stick of celery, um, and finely chop that. Because the finer you chop things, the quick, more qu- quickly it will cook. So saute that. Don't let it go brown, but just keep an eye on it. Um, and one way of bringing down the heat is throwing in a little bit of salt. That always reduces the temperature, and it won't brown so easily. Okay, that's a good tip. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, thank you. And then. You add some 
chicken stock. I mean, you could use um, one of these jellied stocks you can buy um, in the supermarket. Or I love the marigold vegetable bouillon that Delia Smith made famous 30-odd years ago. Oh, yes, I like that. It comes in a tin um, if you're vegetarian. Or just water. Uh, But it's nice to have a little bit of herby flavor in it or chicken stock. Um, and then throw in some peas, petit pois or garden peas, frozen, and cook those. And this is only going to take about five minutes. And then liquidize it, but with a good handful of mint leaves. And the mint leaves are already coming up in the garden, so you don't have to buy that. It is a very cheap soup, just buying really the garden peas and the uh, stock if you need it. And then whiz it all up. Don't put too much stock in to begin with because you can always add some water to thin it. But in a cup, which you're going to serve it outside or in a mug or a little coffee cup or something, you want it easy to eat or drink without being too thick or too thin. Um, So just uh, on the side of caution before you put too much stock in. But we'll, we'll get that recipe online for you as well. Yes. so That um, came from an old Waitrose card, actually, years ago. That's fabulous. So we'll yeah. put those recipes online for the listeners at shineradio.uk. The and, other thing, Noni, mm, if yes. someone doesn't really want to cook, um, my, my daughter does a lovely little kind of finger uh, bowl of eats for herself when she's got a glass of wine in the evening. And she just puts some crisps some roasted almonds and some little slivers or shards of parmesan cheese. And it's really quite a nice little mixture. You've got the crunch, the creaminess of the cheese and the goodness of the nut. And the French do pieces of salami, um, gherkins and radish. You know, you have a little bowl of the salami, a little bowl of the gherkins and the radish, and that works well. That's such a good um, idea. I think we forget in this country because our vegetables, you know, just aren't sometimes as tasty, are they? But you go to these, you, no. you go to Europe and, and they're a little bit... Yes, these luscious tomatoes yes. chopped on bruschetta with olive oil and salt and pepper and, and the garlic rubbed on the bruschetta. In fact, we had that for lunch today. Oh, um, that sounds delicious. Or, or going to have it. <laughs> So. That's fabulous. Thank you very much, Anne, for all your um, top tips. And where did all you right. learn your cooking, Anne? Um, well, we spent two years or so in Italy, in Naples, southern Italy, which don't use white sauces, don't use cream, and it was all tomato-based, not too much meat. So you make one chicken breast go into two by cutting it into scallops horizontally and flattening them out. Um, and, of course, all the fruit and veg were just wonderful, but mainly from my mother. All five of us siblings all love cooking, and we got that from my mother who cooked for the seven of us. Um, you learn different things, but when you're abroad, you do pick up ideas, and you've got to love it, and you, dare I say, Noni, you have to be a little gr- greedy to enjoy it. <laughs> you do. You have to be a little bit of a glutton, oh, yes. but it's all those lovely tastes. Oh, oh lovely. Well, thank Washed you for down your... with a glass of something. Uh, yes, thank you for your wonderful inspirations, Anne. My pleasure. That was Anne Saunders there giving me some food inspirations for eating outside. Now we're allowed outside into the garden with visitors. And if you have any recipes you want to share, don't hesitate. Email team at shineradio.uk. 
Rise and Shine with Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and Shine. Whatever local information comes in, you'll be the very first to know. You'll feel those ribs expand. And okay, I'm doing it, I'm doing are it. Are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back to Rise and Shine. You're with Alan Cox this morning. What could be better? Good morning, it's good to be with you. I'm Harrison Arby. It's the brighter way to start your day in the Petersphere. As long as you're breathing, you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, with you, Vicky. <laughs> Rise and shine, weekday mornings from six, with Petersfield's Shine Radio. I think that's lovely.